2: Everybody. Welcome to Imani's State of Mind. I'm Dr. Imani. And I'm Meg Scoop. Hi. Hey girl. Hey. Hey, what's going
1: cute, on? Cute. You cute. Thank you. Huge. Oh, I love
2: Pretty-ish. your little um little like side sweep. Thank you. Because
1: yeah. you know curly hair just be doing what it wanna do.
2: I mean, I wouldn't know.
1: Well, yeah. Curly hair be doing what it, okay. it want to do. So now you know. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have, I
2: don't have curly hair. It my hair is just it just stays. It grows have you, and it stays. Have you ever worn a wig? No. Would you ever like for Halloween or anything like that? Um you know what? My Halloween costume, yeah. Like I I will consider wearing a wig, but I'll probably take it off because it'll be a cheap wig yeah. and you can kind of feel the inside.
1: Oh, itchy, itchy. I ha- I don't like wearing wigs. I'm don't I don't, like I don't like being trapped under nothing, okay?
2: I don't really Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't have hair cuz I like to just kind of let my thoughts be free let's say (laughs) and hair keeps it in huh yeah it's like wigs are like hair hats do you miss braids no i don't miss i don't miss any hair Mm. situation i mean i used to have braids but like but actually braids were were a lot for me because like they get you know like your scalp gets itchy and then you gotta wash it and then like my hair would kind of frizz up the the hair that was in the braid girl it was a know, all mess but
1: I always miss braids and then I get them and they be out in a week. And I'm like, yeah. why did you do this, Megan? Why yeah. did you do why this?
2: Why'd you sit for eight <laughs> hours to have like these like <laughs> exquisite
1: why? braids and then you're like, oh God, get me out of here. I know. Why? Oh my God.
2: But <laughs> anyway. so what's hap- what's been going on
1: with you? What's happening in the world?
2: Um, I mean, you know, these people just be talking about all kinds of shit. Blah blah blah, la la la, blah 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 blah. JD Pink Smith. And then I'll say, well, the next thing, I mean, next thing we know, Jada Pinkett Smith, who has admitted to being a Scientologist, at least in the past, is yeah. probably going to try to run for office or some shit, girl. I don't, I just feel like this memoir is like the preamble to something more. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be crazy if she ran for office. That would be crazy. But I mean, honestly, like. Would you vote for
1: her? Kind of. I know. I kind of like, mm, I, I don't know. Kinda like vote for her though. Kind of. Kind of. So then. But <laughs> then what are our options? Like. I don't even want to name them, but probably another old crusty white man. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, in that case, I kind of want, I wouldn't mind.
2: Yeah. And I feel (laughs) like I have more in common with Jada Pinkett Smith, aside from the fact that I love fillers and Botox. Um, But anyway, no, her fillers and Botox are like amazing. But
1: they look good.
2: I will say this.
1: Maybe I shouldn't say it. Okay. Okay, so I used to work at this uh, restaurant back in in the day. Okay. And she came in there one day, and I remember I was like, oh, this is a. Fresh face, she just got these. Yeah, fillers. yeah, yeah. And it was too much.
2: Well, yeah, like because I've gotten that too, and like it takes a few days for it to settle. But I remember when I first got it done, and like I, they gave me a lot of filler, and I remember sitting in my car, like looking in the mirror and laughing at myself. I was like, "Bitch, you look like the mask." I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "You look fucking crazy." So no, that shit. I was just like, "This shit is hilarious." But yes, when you got the fresh. The fresh um, filler face, you just be like, "Fuck, I don't even care." Like, yeah, I look, I look like a cartoon, and what? So. But I was,
1: but at that time, I don't think anyone knew she was getting filler, yeah. which, you know, it's kind of a secret in Hollywood, but it's like, everyone gets it. So like, p- because, because she, being black, because most black women are like, black don't crack, I don't need nothing for my face. And so I think when I first saw it, I was just like, you back girl, then, yeah. But you here getting filler to this beautiful black skin. How dare you? Please. Now, I got now. my shit last week. All and... my black friends now get filler. I'm like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> no, I got my shit last
2: week and I was like, okay, I look a little weird today. But then the next day I was like, oh, snatched." Oh,
1: okay. I don't even know what they do to your face because I'm looking at you. They and put literally... some
2: like on the side of my, um, like right by my eye because I have like crow's feet. So when they put the Botox there, it lifts it up like this. I don't even. Yeah. Cause I just got Botox a week ago and then they'll do it here. In like my forehead, but they have to do it a little higher on my forehead or else when I do like this, you can see like where the muscle stops because Botox paralyzes your muscle. Yeah. Like there's your face paralyzed. Mm hmm. (sighs) <sighs> yeah and they be like you want do they like do you want lightly paralyzed or fully i'm like girl give me the full par- paralyzed i want a paralyzed face girl
1: this is how people but i feel like they should study your face because this is how botox should look on your face oh it doesn't well, even because i've seen some people be like Ugh. but you're like thank you, you. i'm going to this place even... right down the street Yours is like so many. Yeah, I mean it's I go right down the street, girl. So natural. Okay. I love take note people. This is what your face should look like when you also
2: everybody who gets Botox and fillers and big up to LA. A L L E, they be giving me um discounts cause they count all my Botox. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I got fifty dollars off last time. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, okay. So we were talking about Jada Pinkett. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll run. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. She has not said anything about running for political this is just office. Us, our
1: our wishing. Exactly. Us wishing, huh?
2: But look, that's a great segue to our teasing our deep dive topic because yeah. it's election season, boop, and boop. what's well, it kind of is. I feel like. Even though we're in 2023, 2024 is next year. Yeah. Once we get halfway through a presidency, they're already talking about like, who are the next top
1: contenders? I'm like, you guys. And it- election, there's elections. Some places have elections next week. Yeah, so, that's true. You know. That's true. So the
2: 2024 election, at least for the presidential election will be yeah. here before we know it. Ugh. <sighs> Anyway, and we That's want so to it say is. it now and often don't let this election stress you out. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to do a deep dive today on the emotional impact an election can have on someone's mind and how we can protect our peace this campaign season. Ooh, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Honey.
2: So, if you guys are loving this podcast, which is Imani State of Mind, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching this on YouTube, comment how you're feeling, like the video, and smash that subscribe button so you you can subscribe to our channel and share it with your
1: sociopath friends
2: Ah, okay okay (laughs) show with all your friends including (laughs) the ones that are maybe maladaptive um so that being said we have a lot to discuss so let's get right into it after the break yay so it's time for one of our favorite segments ask dr imani anything Mm -hmm. we love reading your letters and we're ready to hear more questions. So Meg, who's our first
1: letter from today? First letter comes from Ace. What up? Dear Dr. Imani and Meg, I hope this letter finds you well. I'm writing to seek your advice on a matter that has been weighing heavily on my mind. My best friend has been struggling with a drinking problem and I'm deeply concerned for their well-being. Over the last few months, I've noticed a significant increase in their alcohol consumption. What was once occasional social drinking has now turned into a daily habit. They often seem to use alcohol as a means to cope with stress, and it's affecting their personal and professional life. I've seen them miss work and cancel plans with family and friends due to their drinking. I've tried to broach the subject with my friend, expressing my concern and urging them to seek help, but they become defensive and insist that they have everything under control. I fear that their drinking problem is worsening, and it's causing a strain in our friendship as well. I want to help my friend, but I'm unsure of the best approach. How can I support them without pushing them away? I'm concerned about their health and safety, and I don't want to see their life unravel because of alcohol. Okay.
2: Remind me again who this letter is from. Ace. Ace. Okay, so Ace, thanks for your letter. Um... To answer your question right off the bat, I don't know if there's a way that you can really express your concern to your friend, and I'll say your friend is an alcoholic. Like, yeah, your exactly friend, how you
1: just if it affects your professional and personal life. Yes. Yeah,
2: like okay. your friend's an alcoholic. Um, because when it comes to addiction, addiction at a, at the heart of it is if you're abusing a substance and it starts to interfere with your work life. Yeah, or your personal life. Um, and also, Ace, you mentioned that your friend has also been drinking a lot more, like sig- like significantly more recently. So, I mean, we all probably seen intervention. Like we, I mean, if you told anybody that was addicted to anything and it could be anything, not just a substance, like, oh, I'm addicted to Botox or I'm addicted to like plastic yeah. surgery. Once you say to that person, like, yo, I think you might want to slow down. They're going to get really angry and very defensive yep. and they're going to push you away. Yeah. So I think as a friend, you definitely should say something because that's what relationships are about. Like it's about being honest. And if you really care for the person, love for the, love the person, then you tell them exactly like how you feel and that you're worried about them. I don't know if there is a way for you to say this to your friend Ace without you being pushed away, but I, but it is something that you need to discuss, and maybe you know eventually when your friend wants to get help, then maybe you guys can reconnect. But right now, your friend is so in the midst of addiction that nothing else really yeah. matters that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've ha- I've had some alcoholics in my life, and I've actually gone to Al-Anon, which is oh the, really yeah, which is the um, it's for people who have loved friends, family who are alcoholics. Mm -hmm. So like you go to kind of, (laughs) I guess it's a help group for people dealing with alcoholics in their lives. So number one, I would say as a friend, if you're trying to be supportive, Al-Anon is a great resource to help you understand kind of like how to approach the subject because I didn't have any understanding myself. And um, one of the things that I did learn was like, A, you can't do anything. Like this is this person's addiction has nothing to do with you, you know, as much as you want, you love them and you want them to no longer have that addiction like it's not up to you. So, definitely say something as your friend like, "Hey, I love you and I see you're you're spiraling. I don't want that for you. If you need someone to talk to or if you're ready for like a resource to get help, like I'm I'll I'll help you find one or whatever. Right. Whatever you want to do to help them, but then you have to realize after that you got to take your hands off of it. So, if that means like you can't interact with the person because then it puts you in a bad space. Then you have to tell them like, okay, uh, like, or don't even tell them just, you know, make sure it's not affecting you personally. But if it, if you see that they're spiraling and you just can't handle it, then you do need to step away from them and just, you got to just let them hit rock bottom. Unfortunately, and nobody wants to hear that about a loved one, but like you kind of just have to, because there's, it's it's an addiction that doesn't include you it has nothing to do with you and there's really nothing you can say or do Mm -hmm. except just kind of take your hands off of it exactly
2: exactly so
1: um yeah very sobering letter
2: but i mean but that's really the truth when it comes to um you know these types of situations Yeah. yeah so okay we have another letter
1: Mm -hmm. It comes from Courtney, and here's what Courtney had to say. Dear Dr. Imani and Meg, I hope you're ready for a letter that's more awkward than a penguin trying to tango. So here goes. I recently found myself in a bit of a pickle. My best friend, let's call her Susie. You sedate this guy, we'll call him Mark. Well, one wild night, I found myself sharing an Uber, and one thing led to another, and now Mark and I are acquaintances in a way I never imagined. Here's the kicker. I haven't told Susie about this little rendezvous because I'm not entirely sure how she'd react. She's in a new relationship and we've always had that girls before guys rule. And I know she'd be hurt or mad if she found out. But ladies, it was just a one-time thing and it doesn't mean anything, right? I'm torn between fessing up and potentially damaging our friendship or taking this secret to the grave and living with the guilt. Help me! I'm caught in a sitcom-worthy dilemma here. Okay, wait. there's something missing here yeah I'm like because she says Susie used to date Mark uh and then Courtney her best friend and then she said that one wild night I found myself sharing an Uber and one thing led to another and now Mark and I are acquainted like what What happened happened? in between you saying who Susie and Mark are? And now y'all had this, like, where was y'all even at? What was y'all doing? Like, did you have sex with Susie? Like... No, no, no. She's saying, so Courtney is saying her best friend is Susie. Susie used to date Mark. Right. So something happened. One thing led to another. Courtney and Mark got in an Uber together then they had Well, sex.
2: that's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, I, I I do understand like, oh my God, you ended up having sex with Susie's ex.
1: Right? I would assume. Yeah, because it was one of those like yeah, girls like, before guys. Yeah. yeah,
2: but if it was a one night stand, like, I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't tell your friend, Courtney, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm. She
1: putting said this is her best friend. If it was like an acquaintance, that's one thing. But if it's your bestie,
2: I mean, I don't know. Me and my best friend, we did we've we've
1: dated the same guy, not at the same time, right? And I think so. Here, I think there's context that's missing here. Yeah. A. How long were Susie and Mark together? Was this like the love of her life? Right. Or was it just somebody she dated for a little bit and then they were done? Right. How soon after they were done did this happen? Because all that makes a difference. If it was like years later, yeah, eh. well, whatever. But Who if cares? it was like a month later, yeah, a week later.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I understand a little <laughs> bit better because this kind of happened to me once uh, in high school. I have a really good friend and she had a boyfriend, but she was like, I mean, we were 16. She was like seeing this other guy on the side and she had stopped seeing this other guy. Mm-hmm. And so me and this other guy, let's call him... Eric, that might even be his real name. I don't remember his last name. I don't know. Like, it, this was, this, girl, this was like 92, okay? Um, like, we dated briefly, and I remember. Wait, did your friend know at the time? I asked, so I asked her. Okay. This is So this is what happened. I asked her, I was like, yo, Eric is interested in me. You're with your boyfriend. Would you have a problem with it? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, girl, go and do what you got to do. And I was yeah. like, OK. But I asked her. But, so she, yeah. but she was lying. Oh. Right. And so we didn't speak for years after that. And then, you know, like we all older now and grown and shit. Like I seen her when we went to New York, <laughs> when, uh, when me and Peter went to New York. But um. But I mean, I, I did apologize to her. I was like, listen, even though I did ask you and you said it was OK. She was like, no, really, it, it was on me because I should have just said how I felt. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I understand Courtney's dilemma. But at the same time, I'm like, do you have to tell your friend? Your be- well, if it's your yes, best friend, your yeah, best you friend. gotta tell your best friend. You
1: gotta tell your best friend. Well, if you just hooked up with him once, I mean. Like that, but that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you tell your best friend? I don't know. That's a bigger question. Why? What about this situation makes you say I wouldn't? She said she's afraid of how her friend would react, which leads me to believe there was some shadiness going on, meaning either this is a guy that your friend seriously liked. Right. Or you did this right after they broke up and it was a little too soon.
2: Or the friend is like super emotional. Like Carl Thomas levels of emotional.
1: But yeah, but why would your friend be emotional
2: unless because because
1: they- her friend is Carl Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why.
2: Like he's like upset. Like, but do like you really? Sensitive. But if you have
1: a new man and you've moved on and you're happy, would you still be emotional about something that's past? I mean, unless I it was somebody that you were in love with, right? Like, unless
2: I mean, is like I guess what we need to know, Courtney, is Susie like is Susie pining for this guy? I don't know. Like, did he- you leave that out? I don't know. Because I, I don't know th- the seriousness of Suzy and Mark's
1: previous relationship. I don't think it's that. I think I, I don't know if she's still pining. Because she said Susie's moved on. I mean, but then why would Susie really care like that? I would. I would care. Okay. If my best if, again. If I was in love with this dude. That's what I'm saying. And this happened. I wouldn't stop being friends with her if I would have moved on. But I'd be like, yo, that's effed up. Like, why would you do that? And you knew how I felt about this dude. Like, that was that's messed up. That, that'd be number one. Or, or number two, I would be upset if it was like, you knew how I felt about this guy. And then this. Because nothing happened. just happens. No, no. You see what I'm saying? Nothing right. just. There's not enough alcohol in the world. You, you. There's always something you were getting preventing were, you there's always so how did you get in uber with this man where was all at that you were partying this much were you drunk or were what? you completely sober because even when you're drunk like i ain't gonna sit here like my best friends yeah my ex and i have a like we have a you know girls before guys like code as well like it, i don't know but sometimes when people get drunk like they like some their true feelings
2: really- come no but I'm saying sometimes when people get drunk like they get blackout drunk and they be doing shit so is that, that like, what it was I, that's what I'm saying I don't know like we have okay Courtney write us back <laughs> okay because we need more <laughs> so many questions we need more info so so this is going to be the first time probably that like we can't really answer your question
1: well here's what I would say regardless, okay we going go answer your question regardless you need to tell your friend Tell your And friend. you need to accept whatever blowback comes from that. And the reason I say that is because if this is your best friend, this is the one person, and I'm, I'm thinking of just about how my relationship is with my best friend, this is the one person I don't hide anything from. Yeah, exactly. And if y'all are really, truly friends, you yeah. will get through anything including this. Yeah. Now, if your friend is going to be mad at you and say, like, she does have a right to be mad at you if this was somebody that was very special to her and you did some shady stuff and you didn't, you know. Right. But if she's really your friend, she gon and she's moved on. She'll be like, Okay, fine. I was mad at I'm mad at you, that's effed up, but eventually like I'll talk to you again. It's no big deal. Yeah. You should tell your friend. I mean I wouldn't care. Would you tell your friend, your best friend, if this was a situation?
2: I would tell her, but I also, I don't know if I'd get into this type of a situation. Like once I (laughs) know that like my best friend is like interested in somebody or having sex with somebody. That man is my brother. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like, I look at him, he's my brother. Right. It's like, it's a Ken doll down there. Like, I don't care. I don't like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't matter to me. So Yeah, I mean, Courtney, get, I need some
1: more information. Like, we need some more information. So. Yeah, cause it, and then that would make me feel some kind of way because it was like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, was you looking at him like that the whole time? like right, the whole yeah. time I'm telling you about my feelings about this dude. Are you secretly, like, plotting? Like, yeah. what is this? I don't know. So I would be mad for a while, but if it's my best friend because I know her and we've been friends for years, I would know that the intention, like, if she's like, it was just a one-night stand," I'm so sorry, like, then I'd be like, okay, whatever.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't trip. Plus, I'd probably be like, well, if you really had sex with him, tell me, like, you know, which way his penis veers towards, so, so. And if she can't remember, then she was, she was either too drunk or too, like, high and fucked up, or it was whack. And then we can giggle about how whack he is in bed like I just like See, I'm not really tripping
1: that is that's what I'm saying so I feel like you can talk about it later Like goes the
2: right or left which way but you should uh, trick yeah. trick question it it don't so <laughs> so, so. <laughs> ah, let me smell your dick you remember tell that me shit tell what that thing smell get... like <laughs> <laughs> song. Okay. Oh my, yes <laughs> oh my God! Let me smell your dick. That shit, um, uh, I'm so glad BT uncut. Well, actually, no, I'm not, because I really kind of miss BT uncut. I sometimes. love BT Academy. Okay. Me too.
1: Then church came on. There were so many good songs. Oh my there, God! To remember to this day.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, Courtney, I need some more info. So if you're hearing this, Courtney, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah. Really, I want to know. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass judgment on it right now. <laughs> Meg said that you need to tell your friend, and Simon. you should tell your friend. But like, I don't think your friend should really care like that. So yeah, but you should tell him. Yeah. So anyway, Thank thanks you. Ace and, and Courtney. thanks Courtney <laughs> for sending these letters, mm-hmm. and Meg, tell them a little bit more about what they can do if they have a problem. Yeah.
1: If you have an issue, you know, some with your man, or you know, you out here crazy. Let us know. Send a a message to us. Uh, Get some advice. Hit us up. Send your email to hello at Imani State of Mind. Okay, Okay. let's get into this deep dive right after this. From presidential announcements to early debates and around the clock news coverage, election time can stress a sister out. So, Dr. Imani, why do elections have such an impact on a person's mental health? Oh, my God. Like, I'm getting stressed. Even
2: (laughs) thinking about this. Like, I. Oh, my God. Like, I. This makes
1: me want to move, by the way. When we talk about politics, I want to move to a whole other country. Every four
2: years. I'm like, like,
1: every four years.
2: I'm like, I need to hurry up and get my Jamaican citizenship so that I can just like (laughs) leave. Like, I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Okay, So elections. They always bring about. And they've really symbolized significant change. Yeah. Maybe sure. not bring about significant change, but they symbolize significant change. Yeah. And change can obviously be unsettling, especially for like humans. Although we crave consistency, like the only constant thing in life in our lives is change. Yeah. So we yeah. have a hard time with change, but... Um, You know, prior to election season, there's always a lot of negative campaigning. There's divisive rhetoric. This is going to heighten stress. It's going to create a sense of helplessness. But today we are going to learn some tools to protect our minds this election season. Mm -hmm. All right. So.
1: Does that include Um, cutting off the TV, turning off your radio? Absolutely. So
2: (laughs) I, let me see, last election cycle, I decided that I was like, I'm no longer on Facebook. Like, this is over. Like, I could, Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Was it last election cycle? No, sorry. It was 2016. Uh, 2016, when it was like, uh, it was Hillary. It was Hillary versus Trump. Trump. Right. And I was just like. First of all, I don't really like none of these people, but oh well. And it just got like, and then Hillary started talking about like, oh, I keep hot sauce in my bag, and I was like, Hillary, girl, okay, no, you don't, girl. no,
1: you don't, no, you don't.
2: I <laughs> Let's don't be
1: honest. Which kind is it? Is it Tabasco?
2: Right, I keep it in my refrigerator. Or
1: is it like Louisiana? Yeah, ex- the Trappies. Which one you got? I got. I I like
2: crystals, but
1: see, yeah, cause you a real hot sauce lover. I don't. I actually don't trust people who just like Tabasco. I don't like Tabasco. You know what hot sauce I really don't like? What? Cholula. It tastes like dirt. It's different, but that's not, to me that's. It does though. It's a hot sauce, but it's like, it's not like. It's not vinegary. And to me, that's more of like um, a A Southern, a South American hot sauce Yeah, or like Central American. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, I don't really feel like it's the same category. It's not, it's not. So Sorry, don't, don't give me no Cholula if I ask for hot sauce. Like, yeah, but... I'm asking for a Southern hot sauce. But out Texas, here in LA, Louisiana. that's
2: all you... They're like, you want Cholula or Tabasco? Because I'm like, California oh. is
1: Mexico, girl. I know,
2: but I'm like... Then I'm going to have to start carrying crystals in my bed. You better. Go ahead. They make little baby Tabasco they bottles, sure but do. crystals. Y'all need to make little baby um, crystals bottles for me. Yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so election season. Um, girl, so... I stopped Facebook in 2016 because it just got to be a little too much. And Mm -hmm. of course, I mean, not of course, but in my family, we've always talked a lot about politics. Yeah, yeah. And even though in my family, we're all on the same side as far as like, you know, our political leanings, I think that some of us in my family get a little too (laughs) like vehement. Yeah. And very into it. Like, mm-hmm. and I get it. Like, it's kind of like watching a real life soap opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's twists and turns and every day and speculation. And it's, it's, it's just too much for me. Like
1: with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. D W group. Void prohibited by law.
1: See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: I mean, as terrible as it sounds, it's not that I hate voting. I hate the election process.
1: Yeah. And I just hate that... <laughs> What I don't like about it is it it always feels like it's just the same thing. That's what I'm saying. And so it kind of, on one hand, I'm like, I don't even want to vote anymore. But on the other hand, I am very obligated because there's somebody who died for me. Exactly. So it's like, I got to vote, but I don't want to vote for my options.
2: Right. L, You talking about this old ass man, this old ass man. (laughs) Like these are my options. And I don't even like none of y'all. Like, I don't like, I don't fuck with Trump, but also with Joe Biden. I don't fuck with you neither.
1: So then that so that's why I'm saying it makes it very hard because then it's like I don't even want to participate in this process but somebody literally died somebody literally got put dogs on them a hose on them just so I could walk in here yeah and vote so my black ass could walk in here like yeah. so it's hard and boys torn every election cycle It is
2: but you know what like well I don't know about you cuz you live in Georgia but I've I remember seeing something years ago where some politician or someone who was running for office had said that really the most important elections are local elections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really follow local election coverage more so than like, even like the mayoral race here in LA. I was like, well, I didn't know what I'm voting for. And Karen, <laughs> and Karen Bass won, so yeah, yay. Yeah. Um, but with presidential elections, like there's so many, like, like uh, I guess, less or smaller um, political races that will lead you to that point, even though it's not like Trump held office. Yeah, yeah, He wasn't even like a comptroller or an alderman. Like he was just like, boom, I'm president. But I pay a lot of attention to local elections and maybe, and I'm not suggesting that that is necessarily more healthy because when I lived in Georgia, I was like, okay, I can't pay attention to none of this shit, (laughs) okay? Because, yikes. Um, And also like, I was like, oh, well, let me pay attention to the mayor of Atlanta a little bit. But then, like, he was involved in some wild shit, too. So, I I mean, it's just corruption. Like, okay, it's just corruption everywhere. But here's the thing. So, my point, which I've said now three times, is that I stopped using Facebook in 2016. So, that kind of helped me. Uh Um, And then I moved over to Instagram, which is now my Instagram is basically, I've curated it so it's just, like, dogs and, like, (laughs) clothes and, like black people just being black and having a great time. Yeah, yeah. But back then it was I was still getting a lot of like a lot of clickbait type of stuff, a lot of like political yeah, stuff because yeah, yeah. I guess it like was trying to figure out what I was into. Um so I mean, one of the most important things when it comes to election season is that you need to set boundaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah what we- you're
1: going to talk about, where you're going to how like Am I going to hear this? Am I going to watch this? Right. But I will tell you it's everywhere. Even like on, you know, if you decide, okay, well, I don't want to watch local news anymore because I'm tired of seeing the ads. You get on YouTube. (laughs) YouTube is, I mean. And then the ads there are political. I'm sitting there like, I just want to watch this. Why is this Trump ad on here? I don't even, this ain't even the right audience. Like, what is this? But what I've learned is, you know, at least for me, I feel a little, I feel, I'm, kind of how you are when you said that local elections are more important I've learned that those are the ones that really affect your day-to-day yeah so you should pay attention to those and it feels a little better because it's a little closer to you like the right. presidential election is like it affects the whole country but the ones that affect your day-to-day life yeah and these are people that have like you know um they have debates in your city or mm. they have where you can meet these actual officials so to me it makes more sense that you focus on that or you Because you can actually make a change there. You can run yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and I've I've learned that if I do my research, I feel a little better about it. And it's easier to do research in your area because, again, these people are accessible. They're right there. Exactly. They're doing, you know, they're meet and greets at your local, like, grocery store or whatever. So you can go there. You can actually talk to these people. Right. Um, And it does make me feel a little bit better. Actually, I will say this last election last year (laughs) I went through <laughs> and every person that I had to vote for because it comes out like on the new your local newspaper right. or on the newspaper's website who the candidates are in your district. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know in L.A. They, they do this. They'll put a little blurb about what each person stands for. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it a little easier because you can be like, OK, this is the issue. This is where they stand. This is the issue. This is where they stand. Yeah. So then at least that way I can like go, OK, I like this person, this person. No, no. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, they I couldn't find that for where I lived. But. I could look up a few things about the different candidates. And so when I went to vote, it made me feel much better. Yeah. And I don't think most people do that. <laughs> I think Well, they just kinda- I don't, yeah,
2: I don't think so either. And that's the thing about politics is that it's a very emotional. It's a it's an emotionally manipulative like. Game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
2: so I like I I like reading the news. My parents worked in news. I was mm-hmm. always around news. But I give myself like sometimes I'll take the news app off my phone like and and honestly, like that used to kind of make me anxious. But (laughs) if something's really that important, like you'll know. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Like
2: you'll it'll get to you. Yeah. Like no doubt. Um But I will say that, yes, like you, when it comes time to vote, I do a lot of research. Yeah. So I'll go to like, oh, LA Times recommends these people or LA Weekly or whatever recommends these people. And then I'll go through and take like, I mean, when I do research, I'm like, bitch, okay, like I need to find out because this person might be like, well, I, you know, I'm this way. And then you find out that they're actually maybe opposing a proposition because out here we have all these wild propositions they might be opposing a proposition that you actually don't oppose yeah so then you have it's that's really where I will just be like you know what I don't want to talk to anybody about this I just want to make my own decision yeah and also you can you know I've mentioned boundaries a little while ago you can also really choose like First of all, do I want to discuss politics with anyone?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. Like, you need you to set those boundaries yeah, with like your friends and family. Yeah,
2: like, you don't have to. And, and, you know, there's, like, there was always this joke about, like, like, white people be like, like, if you ask somebody, like, oh, who are you going to vote for? Like, a, a black person? They'd be like, well, you know who I'm voting for. <laughs> and, but with white people, they're like, well, that is very personal. Like, you can't ask me that.
1: You know? <laughs> it's like, which, uh, which also, it's like, you know, I had to, the funny story about that is, like, you know, people talking to you about their political views. My parents, God bless them, I love them so much, but they're so, like, uh, even though my mom's Korean, my parents are old black people, okay? okay? Both of them. And when it comes to, like, politics, they're very, what I would probably say a lot of older black people are, which are, like, Democrats by... Default. Default. And not saying anything's wrong with that, but... I don't believe you should follow anyone blindly. Yeah. And I'm never going to vote a straight ticket right. in this day and age because I, I do research. So right. I know who I would vote for, not based on their political affiliation, but based on what they believe and how they've been voting and how they move. Right. Right. So. And that's
2: so, important. You got to you gotta look at, because they can say that like, I'm for this and I'm for that. But it's like, how
1: did you vote? Yeah, exactly. And then um, <laughs> when, so. The 2016 elections when it was Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, of course, my parents who are Democrats Mm -hmm. are like, I had to laugh because it was literally every day. This country's going down the drain. Oh, my God. Trump gets in office. Oh, my my goodness. I don't know what we're going to do this. Like they was acting like it was life and death to the point where I was like, oh, snap, maybe that like, is that really like. Okay, I can see what you're saying. And then I was was like, she was like, if he wins, we have to get up and leave. We're gonna have to move.
2: She was like, can you practice medicine in Jamaica? I was like, no, I cannot. Yes, girl. I was like, um, no, like, no, I can't practice medicine in Jamaica.
1: And while I understand the sentiment, it was also. To the point where, like, that was the first time I had prayed for the nation. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, please don't let that man get in an office. And if he does, like, just protect us, Father God. Like, and, I, and now that I look back at that, I was like, it should, I should never allow po- politics to have me thinking, like, my life is going to be that yeah. terrible. But mind you, yes, can, a, can, can elections and who's in office affect your day-to-day life? Yes. Yes. But should I be losing sleep and should I be like... No. ...really affected by that in that way? No. If it's gotten to that point, then it's time for me to... It's time for me to run. If if it, right. if it gets to that point again, I need to run well, for that something. Well, was, that
2: was really like... The 2016 election was when I was like, all right, this is where I take a tremendous step back yeah, for yeah, all yeah. this shit because... Like, we had Obama. Yeah. And when he won, it was like, I was
1: like, I mean, we all were like- The highest of highs, okay? Oh, my-, my president is black.
2: I was like, I can't believe- I'm like, I was like, I cannot believe I'm seeing this in my own exactly. lifetime. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we got to party and hang out. And he had parties at his house, and yeah, like, yeah. at the White House, and they was playing Poison and everything, They <laughs> having D-Nice come and DJ, and it was all fun, and then Trump came, and it was like, ugh- the um, complete opposite. So now I'm sitting here like, oh, our
1: lives are over.
2: Right. And then Trump was such a, ugh, please, whatever. Trump was just Trump. And then now we have Joe Biden. And the first year in office, there was that whole thing down at the border between Mexico and the U.S. Yeah. And there was that photo of these, these um the border agents on, like mounted on horseback, like whipping... I hate like Haitian immigrants.
1: Yeah, and
2: I was like, okay, you know what? You got me fucked up. <laughs> like you got me fucked up. Everybody, it just seems like everyone's the same. That's they're what I'm just saying. A different face, right? That's why same. I'm just like for <sighs> presidential elections. I really feel like. This would really be like this. This is kind of where I blame media, mm-hmm. because if they were like, OK, presidential elections, they're going to televise the debate. Yeah. They're going to th- listen. There were t- how many Republican debates so far? Two with a bunch of people that we don't know. Yeah. And the <laughs> whole time, all they were talking about was, well, you know, they were asking the questions about Trump and they were basically deflecting. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, ain't none of y'all going win, So I don't even know why we're here. We know who's going to get the nomination, yeah. is this raggedy nigga Trump. Okay? <laughs> and then, so I kind of feel like, you know, the like media really, I wish they would focus more on local races. Yeah. Because then it's like, we're going to get the presidential yeah. information. We're going to get the information about the president of the quote unquote free world. Yeah. Right. As far as local elections, like, I don't know if you heard about what was happening in LA recently, but like there were a bunch of like, um, uh, there were a bunch of uh, council members who said some really racist shit, yeah, about it. like Ooh, black yeah. folks and like in, like um, like indigenous Mexican people. Yeah. And it had everybody like up in mm-hmm. arms. and and one of the one of the uh, councilmen, Kevin de Leon, is is running again. Oh wow. Yeah, he's like no, I'll, I'll be here. So it's and he may still get elected, That's but so for crazy me to me. <laughs> but no, it's wild. Even even Biden like ha- had actually like and it was asked about it in like yeah, an yeah, interview yeah. like at during a press conference and he was like they need to step down. Like all of them need to step yeah. down in LA. Like they are wiling out. Yeah. So I feel like if media gave us more information about what was local, yeah and 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 before anybody says like well i mean they do they do it on local news sure but like Local news doesn't run twenty four hours a day. Yeah, like true. network, like network news, like MSNBC, CNN, Fox, those run twenty four hours a day, and so well, I'm just gonna keep like going off, but like that's why there's like the twenty four hour news cycle is so problematic. Like the like yeah, like you remember when the TV used to go off? Do you <laughs> yeah, remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, no, no, in right. my lifetime, no. I do. <laughs> I remember the TV would go off.
1: At A certain time they
2: would play like the national anthem. Actually, the I don't
1: flag, know, I was a little kid, so I don't know. Maybe it did go off. At they a would play time.
2: the national anthem, the flag would wave, and it would be <laughs> like, Boop, and then it, the TV was off. That is everything. We need like, to do that again. We need to do that again. Go to sleep. And so, the 24 hour news cycle has completely like upended. Yeah. Like, even if you go, even if you look at a place like India where mm-hmm. they didn't used to have a 24 hour news cycle, yeah, girl, Indian news. You know how to be having little boxes with people? Yeah. They be having like 20 niggas up there. <laughs> like all in their little individual boxes talking uh, even over each other. So I'm much. like, oh my God. I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. But it really does install this sense of like, you know, impending doom. and yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's. It can be difficult to set boundaries, especially if like if you're you're every we're all used to like looking at our phones and watching TV it's everywhere. And, yeah. and, and so for me personally, I just disconnect. I disconnect. Yeah. I you disconnect. have
1: to. Right. I think that's healthy in, in all aspects of life, not just for like dealing with politics, but like we, just to be healthy and for our mental sake, yeah. we should be disconnecting even if it's nightly like yeah. or during the day like set boundaries you know i think you know setting boundaries with your family i had to tell my parents like i want to like mind you i don't want to like, no you, don't wanna, literally they would come and stay with me and i kid you not i started counting Every day they say with me, they mention Trump at least one time. This man ain't been in office. <laughs> like, Why are y'all still? And this was like maybe a year ago. He wasn't in office. They weren't right. really talking about him running just yet. Right. My parents would mention no lie, mention him once a day, and I was like, y'all, no, y'all, no, stop mentioning. And to the, I had to tell them, stop mentioning his name. Anytime yeah. they said that, I was like, New go subject. look at a cloud. Go look at a New cloud. Subject. Go outside. Right. There's no reason for us to mention this because right. they'd be like, we'd be talking about something totally different. They'd be like. Ugh. That's just how Trump would think about it. Uh, I was like, what? What? No! Don't, don't mention let that this man, man name in my house, please. I'm tired of this. Like, we're not even talking about politics. Why would you bring yeah, that in here? Yeah. I just had to. I just. So you know, set boundaries. Set boundaries, <laughs> and and I know that even
2: for a lot of us, it's very tempting to want to discuss all the ways in which Trump is terrible and all the ways that he's being treated. Yeah. In ways that other people would never be treated. Right, 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 right. And given great right. benefits of the doubt and all kinds of stuff. And he has something like 40 different uh, charges. And uh, yeah, but you know what? That man is going to be OK. That man is 77 years old. <laughs> he is almost dead. OK, yeah. like let's not allow him to live rent free in our heads. Exactly, he pro- He exactly. might have another 10 years on him. Maybe. Just, maybe. Yeah. I'm saying maybe like, okay, like legit, like Trump probably done like five years. <laughs> so like why am I spending time like talking about him? Like and Joe and Joe Biden older than him, girl.
1: That's why I just can't either one of so that's what I'm saying. For this, I even for us, we've talked about these these Yeah, I'm tired of them. oppressors way too long. Yeah. I think I think one thing that's important, which I really do want to impart on people is Make sure you're well informed, and on top of that, if you don't like what you see, you always have the ability to run.
2: Exactly. If it's
1: for low, if it's for your your child's PTA board, okay, right? Local, you know, chambers, councils, whatever, you can do that, and you can be. These are regular people, exactly. So I I really think that if you if you feel so much anxiety about it. Like you can run. These yeah. people are 80, 90 years old. Like they're still doing it. So you Ugh. can do this as well. And I feel like it, at least if it's causing you that much angst in your own life, take power and matters into your own hand and run.
2: Yeah.
1: I would love it. I would love it. I, would, I mean, a lot you can and change things yourself.
2: And a lot of young people have like, I mean, younger than me, younger than you have yeah. like one, like really big political contest mm-hmm. recently, which I love. Like I'm, I'm really into like some new blood in there. Yeah, just younger people, people with different experiences. Like, like our political representative should be should represent us. Yeah, and and not just
1: white. And if, you, old right. and if you don't like what you see, then run. Yeah. If
2: you don't like what you see, if what you see is very unmoisturized, then go get your moisturized <laughs> self up and in there. Unseasoned. Okay. And okay. And see <laughs> an unseasoned politicians and go, you know, <sighs> put some accent and some lotion up in there. So, um, but you know, that being said, set boundaries that could be so many ways you mm-hmm. could, you know, go for a walk. You could go to the park. You could do whatever you could just yeah. turn, just read a, read a book. That being said, it's just really important to just set boundaries this election season. So mm-hmm. I hope that you guys don't go crazy because I know that it's going to take a lot of boundary setting. Yes.
1: And I think we're going to make it through this election season now. Woo-woo. I mean, look, we already <laughs> made
2: it through four years of Trump. We did not die. Exactly. We and then, die.
1: and now what? Almost four years of Biden. Yeah. And, well, then and some people died in both. both. This way off the stage or this way? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. So
1: everybody... <laughs> Take care of this election season. and Get you a massage. Yeah, get you a massage. (laughs) Right. Well, let's get into our last segment of the show, Pop Culture Diagnosis, right after this.
2: Okay, so let's get into our pop culture diagnosis for this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. So... In honor of this week's deep dive, May, please give our listeners a quick synopsis of the phenomenon that was ABC scandal. And who are we going to diagnose today?
1: Girl, I love me some scandal. Do that you? was like, it was- Everybody loved When it, it was out, like literally there would be people who had watch parties on Thursday nights. That was me. Hello. Hi. Um, it was created by Shonda Rhimes and the show was a gripping political drama. Um, there's elements of thriller, suspense, romance, and it involves and revolves around the tumultuous life of Olivia Pope, Olivia Pope, love her, love her. Okay. And she's a crisis management expert. She had her own firm, um, Olivia Pope and associates, and it's set in Washington, DC. So let's take a deep dive into the world of politics and manipulation and scandal. Um, how would you diagnose the one and only Olivia Pope? Okay. Played by Kerry Washington.
2: So, yes, big ups to Carrie Washington. Um, we used to be friends in high school, actually, like a long really? time ago. Yeah. She's from New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's from the Bronx. What? Yeah, we did like a summer program together. Um, so big up to you, Carrie. Wow. Um, that being said, Scandal. Scandal is a show that I've actually never watched. What? I never, but I didn't have to because everyone, like there were recaps and like, so, I, so if I was interested, I would just read the recap and be like, oh, okay. You need to go back and watch it. I mean, here's the thing
1: though. You need to take a break from law order and no, go. No, girl. Bitch you. No, girl. Go take you a little season, Christmas or something, and watch the entire seasons of Scandal. Okay, here's the thing. And
2: I know that I'm like alone in this, but <laughs> I'm not really like a Shanza Rhymes like per- like she doesn't really write shows that I would necessarily watch.
1: So like why? Because it doesn't involve real murders in New York like SVU.
2: Pretty much. Um, But also because also, I mean, as as you know, I like really weird, gross things. Um, I, I guess for me, Scandal just seemed a little bit too like soap opera ish for me yeah, that,
1: that's true yeah it is it
2: and is I, so I understand proper. like the role like the you know you want the romance that you you want everything but for me I was just like okay you fucking the president like all right mm-hmm. like there's his wife she She's so yeah I mean so good. I was like whatever but okay so let's talk about Olivia Pope so Olivia Pope as you said is a crisis manager um And what I remember the most about Olivia Pope from the episodes I didn't watch, but the recaps I read or saw was that Olivia Pope is very in control. She is very, very in control all the time. I'm Olivia Pope. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. Um, This is what you need to do if you want to win. If you want to, I don't know, like be the cutest, be the baddest bitch in the room. This is what you need to do. (laughs) And this is how it's going to go. Yeah. But I also know that with people who do have issues with control, and I, and I certainly have had that in, in my life, we are also people who have issues being very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also have issues with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we may also have issues with depression and insomnia because our minds are always just like going, going, going. I mean, yeah, for yeah. as much as Olivia Pope, if she were a real person, <laughs> for as many fires as she puts out, I don't think she probably
1: gets very good sleep at all. No. And I feel like her personal life in the show was like always in shambles. Always. Always because yeah, she's because in love the, with a married president, you know, yeah, just, it was a
2: mess. It's like yeah. the, it's she can control her professional life, but her personal life is just yeah, yeah, yeah. It falters. Yeah. So if I diagnose Olivia Pope, I would say that she definitely has anxiety disorder. Yeah. Um and she really needs some therapy because, I mean, honestly, until I learned that it's actually kind of a noble thing to be vulnerable, like being vulnerable is not, it was scary to me, but it actually yeah, yeah. makes you like more human and more empathetic. Um, So far, as far as empathy on the show, and I could be wrong, I see her being vulnerable with the president, but no one else. Yeah. Maybe her dad, like I remember her dad, like kind of like read her.
1: Yeah, they have, you know, they had a tumultuous relationship as well because of who he was. But I I feel like, well, I mean, he also knew her because that's her father. That's her dad, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to not be vulnerable with people who know know you. you. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean,
2: but I would say (laughs) that, you know, Olivia really needs a better work-life balance. (laughs) And she definitely needs a vacation. And she needs to stop. Fuck with the president unless you going to be with him. Um, I mean, she's cuter than his wife anyway. But also when it comes to politics, like you can't just be out here being president and single and shit because people would be like, oh, no, I That's wouldn't true. care. But a lot of people, you know, they they don't they don't like that. They song. don't like it. They, they don't, don't like, like the it instability all. that allegedly
1: comes with that. Please. Anyway.
2: And you know what I just learned like a little while ago that, you know, OK, if you had to guess the top state for divorce, which state would you choose?
1: Um, maybe like New York or California. What is it? New Mexico. What? Yeah. First of all, how many people is even there? Five. And all of them is divorced? Yep. All of them. Why New Mexico?
2: Apparently New Mexico has a really bad, like their economy is not very good. And so if you are stressed about money and you don't have a job, they have also a really high unemployment rate um so
1: divorces are expensive you ain't got no money y'all but y'all just gonna have to shack up and live in a house together
2: i'm like people in new mexico apparently like y'all need a a full like y'all need a massive like couple session like couples therapy session um but i thought that was interesting new mexico
1: yeah i feel like when when you're poor you you just well we i guess we just gonna have to live with each other because you know what the poorest state is uh somewhere in the south right um alabama Mississippi. Mississippi, close. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: Apparently the average credit score in Mississippi is 680. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And the and not the majority, but um, I think Mississippi has the highest poverty rate. Whatever. I'm getting off topic. So listen, <laughs> Olivia Pope, get your life together. Okay. You could even listen to this episode. Yes. Or any yes. other episodes. I want them to come back
1: out with Scandal. I loved it.
2: What was the other show that Shauna Rhimes did about um, them people supposed to be in Victorian England? Oh, Bridgerton. Yeah. I was like, nah, I can't what? do this. No.
1: Get out of here, you mommy. Because
2: I just have an issue with like black people dressing up like,
1: you know what I'm saying? No, but in that world. What world, was, girl? No, no, no. This is a fantastical world. That's it's not what, exactly.
2: It's fantasy. Yeah.
1: Because I mean, black people was not living like that back no. then. No. But it's, it's, it's nice to see what it would have looked like.
2: I guess I don't know, it is anyway, you know, that's it for poly diagnosis, whatever, it's fake, whatever, it's fake.
1: <laughs> So
2: that's it for Pop Culture Diagnosis. If yes. you are into Shonda Rhimes, then <laughs> make sure that you watch all of her fantastical shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have another fun character to analyze next week on our next episode. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have any fictional characters or maybe reality TV show characters, because we, oh, yes. we did a reality show uh, personality recently yeah. uh, that you'd like for me to diagnose, hit me up on X. I did it. I didn't say Twitter at Dr. <laughs> underscore Imani hit Meg up on Instagram at Meg Scoop and or excuse me or you can email us at hello at Imani state of mind.com. Yes.
1: And if you love this show, please remember to rate and review us in your favorite podcast app. Or if you're watching us on the YouTube like, like the this YouTube? video comment, subscribe to our channel. We appreciate the love and we appreciate you too.
2: Yes. OK, so thank you everybody for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.